Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We, We want to get into this broadcast today, if I could use an old term from the from years ago, we're just chomping at the bits. We want to get in God's Word today and declare the victory that is ours in Jesus Christ. And if you're not living in a life of victory, you need to understand today, appreciate and appropriate the victory that has been obtained for you at that central location, that central place, the cross. Amen. That's why we're talking today about the triumph of the cross. Really, it's the triumph of Christ at the cross, the very place where it appeared to all uh, who saw it that Jesus was a helpless, hapless victim of the power of Rome and the Sanhedrin and all of those who accused him and wanted him dead as a lamb Before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. But the Bible went on to say, If the princes of this world had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. We're not talking about Caesar's Rome. We're not talking about kings and potentates and religious authorities uh, that held uh, that kind of power at that time. We're talking about the powers and principalities uh, that the Bible's talking about, Satan's hierarchy of, of power that he exerts influence over men. If the devil had known the salvation plan, he wouldn't have wanted Jesus hanging and dying and bleeding on that cross. Demons, not angels, would have been protecting him. You know, he didn't call angels because he was destined for the cross while he was laying in that cradle. He knew where he was headed and he went to the cross paid the price for our sin, took our place, took our punishment so that we could be set free and so that we could be forgiven. Hallelujah. So this message of the cross and this triumphant Christ Hallelujah, that rose the third day, having power over all of the the things that cause us the most consternation. The devil's accusations, the grave's death's finality, the grave's relentless uh, shaking of the fist that I hold. I hold all of my occupants forever. That is is simply not so. Friend, there's a day coming when the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the trump of God, with the voice of the archangel. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And when that day comes, the dead in Christ shall rise according to 1 Thessalonians 4, and we which are living and remain shall be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the Bible goes on to say, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Comfort one another with these words. So today, we have victory and we have hope. A hope that death can't cancel and the grave can't conquer. And all of this great victory was obtained for us by Jesus Christ 
at the cross. That's why this message, the triumph of the cross, is so important. For so many people look at Jesus on the cross, and they don't see the triumph. They only see the tragedy. They see Jesus on the cross and it evokes sentimental feelings of, of pathos and, and, and we, we say, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, how could they do this to you? But I want you to clearly understand today. It was a tragedy that the Son of God, the immaculate, sinless one, would hang seemingly helpless on that cross. But on that cross, when he cried, it is finished, praise God, our victory was achieved. The victory that the devil cannot take away from us. And that's why when we're talking about Christian victory today, we have to couple it with Satan's utter defeat. You know what the devil is called in in the book of Revelation chapter 12? It said, now is the accuser of our brethren cast down that accuse them before God day and night. And this is the victory. Amen. This is, this is how we overcame in the next verses. Hallelujah. That the devil is an accuser and we cannot defeat him by being sinlessly perfect or giving him nothing to accuse us of. There's only one element and one element alone that can defeat him. And the next verse says, And they overcame him as the accuser through the blood of Jesus Christ. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. The blood of Christ that was shed for us and our commitment and devotion to Christ who died for us gives us an iron-clad victory over the accuser. Praise God. He never relents. He never lets up. He will continue until he's cast into the bottomless pit and ultimately consigned to the lake of fire. But as long as he is active, he will continue to point his bony finger at you and at me. But his his defeat... His absolute sealing of His destiny was achieved when Jesus took our place at the cross. And that's why 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 is so vitally important today to understand. Hallelujah. Listen to it again today. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, It is the power of God. We've been talking about the fact that at the cross, Satan's head was crushed. Satan's works were defeated. And Satan's power of death was broken forever to those who trust Christ. And Satan's demons were disarmed at the cross. Do they exist? Yes, But there is a victory over them because of what happened at Calvary. Oh, friend of mine, I know pleading the blood is not a a particular scripture, but then neither is the Trinity. And yet the Trinity is is, is an expression that is biblically supported because God is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy 
Ghost. But I do believe that when we understand the power of the cross, the place of the cross in our victory, amen, what happened on it and what happened not only when that veil was rent in the temple, when we could come into the presence of God and He could come to us, but what happened down in the netherworld, what happened to the devil's power to influence, to bind, to hold back, and to hurt God's people. It was broken. So not only were Satan's demons disarmed, but Satan's doom was sealed. I'm going to say that again. Satan's doom was sealed. So we learn as a result of the cross, Satan's doom is now guaranteed. And he knows it. You see, when Jesus approached the demoniac of the Gadarenes, this man that stripped himself naked and chains couldn't hold him, he had supernatural power because demons had come in and inhabited him. And when Jesus came and approached him, A demon spoke for all of those demons that were living in this man and said, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know who you are. Why comest thou to persecute us before our time? Make no mistake about it, dear friend. The devil knows that his doom is sealed. He knows that his time is is limited. There's a scripture in the book of Revelation that says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan hath come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. But a very short time. No wonder he opposes the preaching of the cross, because the preaching of the cross is not just about the, 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 the wood that Jesus was impaled upon. It is about the fact that the sinless one took our place, shed pure sinless blood that God accepted, hallelujah, and cried, it is accomplished, it is finished at the cross, hallelujah. And we have a great, great victory today. Amen. There's so many people, even in Christian circles today, that are so caught up with the cares of this life. They're not even anticipating the the climax and the culmination of all of these things. Living uh, their life in, in the present tense and not looking past this day, this month, this week, and seeing that the coming of Christ is very, very soon today. The devil very well knows, hallelujah, that his time is almost up and his doom is sealed. In John's Gospel 12 and verse 31, Jesus declares, Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And in John 16:11, he adds that the prince of this world now stands condemned. And we learn that Satan's final end in Revelation 20 and verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire, burning sulfur. There he will be tormented day and night forever and forever. 
Listen, friend, the enemy of our soul has great wrath. He wants to hurt and he wants to harm. But what Jesus has done at the cross concerning those that would trust in him, those that will confess their sins, repent of their sins, and come unto Christ and receive him as their Savior, We tried to sing a song. I'm not a great singer, but I still like that song. No harm, no harm, no harm. The devil can't do me no harm. If I don't open the door, if you don't open the door, if we don't live a compromised life, I want you to know that the enemy who would hurt you and harm me, he has no power over us. For we're kept by the power of God. Hallelujah. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, there is victory. The Bible said the devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. When you know what Jesus accomplished, when he said it's accomplished, when you know what happened, when Jesus said it is finished, you can stand your ground. Hallelujah. And and in your very attitude, you can plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus at the cross. Hallelujah. For the righteousness that you do not have in yourself, but that you have God's own righteousness through Jesus Christ. And it is a righteousness that the devil cannot accuse us before God. Uh, there's no, there's no chink in this armor. There's no way that, that God will listen to the accusations of the devil in light of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for you and shed for me. And there is great victory. That doesn't mean we can live a compromised life. That doesn't mean that we can uh, rebel against God and go our own way without consequences. It does mean that there is a place to stand our ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the devil has been defeated at the cross. I like what Martin Luther said in the lyrics to a mighty fortress is our God. And it sums up the eternal truth of Satan's absolute defeat and our absolute victory. I just want to to read a few lyrics of this great psalm today. It says, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. And did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabbath is his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him, his rage we can endure, for lo, 
His doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. One little word shall fail him. What is that one little word that brings the devil down? It is the name Jesus. He fought the fight. He stood his ground. And on the cross, he utterly defeated Satan and proved it by rising from the dead. Hallelujah. One little word shall fail him. And that word is a name. And that name is Jesus Christ today. Amen. You know, the Bible said that faith has to go beyond just believing in God. The Scripture said in the book of James, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils believe and tremble. That word tremble means to have the flesh literally crawl, the hair uh, stand up on the flesh. (laughs) It means a a, a terror, a panic-stricken terror. A friend of mine, I've often said it uh, to our congregation. I'm going to say it to this listening congregation today. We have so many times seen the devil uh, coming against us, uh, defeating here, discouraging here, defying over here, uh, dispiriting over here, uh, discouraging. Listen, we need to get a look at the back back side of the devil. Hallelujah. My Bible said, resist the devil. Submit yourself unto God. Submit yourself unto God. First and foremost, make Jesus the Lord of your life. That way you're not giving any place to the devil. No ground for him to claim, to stand on or to build on. Hallelujah. Amen. Submit yourself unto God and resist the devil from that place of devotion and dedication. And the Bible said he has no alternative. He will, he shall flee from you. And when he flees from you and he flees from me, we get a look at the back side of the devil. Instead of saying, I would have lived for God, but the devil come against me. No, you will see the back side of him. You will watch him and his minions flee in terror because they know the power of Jesus' name and they know the power of the blood of Jesus when it was shed at the cross. That's why the message of the cross is so hard fought by the enemies of the cross. Oh, but that's why the message of the cross is the centerpiece of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why the great apostle Paul said, because it's so easy as ministers even to get off in tangents and get away from the core message of the gospel that guarantees our absolute victory over the enemy. Listen carefully. He said, I don't want to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified, Him on the cross. Hallelujah. He said, this is the message that brings victory in every part of our life, in every area of spiritual warfare, the cross and the Christ who hung on it and the blood that He shed. They all go together. 
That's why the preaching of the cross is so vitally important in this day when we're looking for new, uh, new ingenious ways to present the gospel. Friend of mine, I believe in the old rugged cross. And it's not because I'm becoming an old man. It's because that there is no other truth that begins to come forth in the Scripture than the cross and the proclaiming of it and the power of God that is manifest when lives are changed. Hallelujah. Souls are saved. People that have been held prison by the devil are set free because of what Jesus did on that cross. This message will never, ever ever grow old if we understand that the power of God is manifest through the preaching of this great truth. Every generation needs to hear anew and afresh the victory that is ours through the cross of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is our victory over Satan because of the cross. And Christ is our victory over sin because of the cross. And Christ is our victory over self all because of what He did on the cross. And Christ is our victory over the world. You know, the Apostle Paul said, If I glory, if I boast in anything, I will glory in the cross, whereby I'm crucified to the world. And the world is crucified to me. I've been washed, he is in essence saying, by the shed blood of Jesus when he died upon that cross. And from this day forward, I am not of the world. Even though I'm in the world, I'm not of the world and I have victory over the world. All because of what Jesus did at the cross. You see, Christ's death on the cross was his, his absolutely, uh, his declaration. That victory is won. There's no other battle to be fought except declaring the victory that is already won. Hallelujah. Praise God. Christ's death on the cross, His burial and resurrection is the very core, the centerpiece of the gospel. I want to read that last verse of a mighty bulwark is our God. That word above all earthly powers no thanks to them abideth. The Spirit and the gifts are ours through Him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still, and His kingdom is forever. Hallelujah! His kingdom is forever. Someone is listening to this broadcast today. And every way you turn, every time you try to serve God, you meet an enemy coming against you. And it's discouraging. And it makes you feel like throwing in the towel and giving up, giving in, and saying, I can't ever win this thing. What you need and you must understand today that your victory has already been won. Listen, I want to explain a scripture to you in, in Ephesians 6 and verse 10. I don't have time to turn there, but I'm going to quote it to you. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. 
It said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand, having done all to stand. And it enumerates the armor. It enumerates the armor. Having done all. All, having past tense, having done all to stand. Literally in the Greek it would read, having overcome all. Having overcome all. We stand. We withstand every everything that hell can throw at us. <laughs> and we stand in our standing in Jesus Christ. Christ, having overcome all, having, not it's not something we have to do, it's something that's been done, and we stand in the finished work of Jesus Christ and declare victory over the devil. We don't go out to see if we can defeat the devil. We do defeat him, but we're not in some wrestling match where he wins some, we win some, and, and, and it's just a constant give and take. That is not the case at all, and it's not what the Bible is teaching us about spiritual warfare today. Having overcome all, having overcome all, we stand. Hallelujah. We don't go out to defeat the devil in the sense that we must do something in and of ourselves. Yes, we resist him, but we declare a victory that is ours because of what Jesus did at the cross. We don't go out to see if we can defeat the devil. We go out to declare a victory that has already been one. Hallelujah. Praise God. We go out to declare that we are those, we who have trusted Christ as our Savior, we have been forgiven. Our sins have been cast away from us as far as the east is from the west, and God will remember them no more because of the shed blood of Jesus at the cross. And we declare, we declare that when we submit to God and we, we bow to no other God and we make Jesus the Lord of our life and we resist the devil, he has no choice. He has to flee from us. Because if God be for us, and that's part of the declaration we can make now because of Jesus Christ and the cross and the shed blood. If God be for us, what more, Paul says, shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Praise God. If God before us. Who can be against us? Friend of mine, I want you to know there's victory today in Jesus Christ, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what you may be facing, no matter what the devil may be trying to do in your life. He came to steal, he came to kill, and he came to destroy. 
But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Do you feel overwhelmed today? Do you feel outnumbered today? Do you feel inadequate today? Do you feel discouraged? Do you feel defeated? Claim Christ's victory at the cross. Claim Christ's victory at the cross today. If you're lost without God, you know God is not for you because you're not forgiven. You haven't repented. You haven't received Christ. You know that the enemy has access to you to blind you and bind you and harm you and hurt you and your family. Listen carefully today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's stream. Come and be washed in the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And when we preach the cross... We preach the power of that blood sacrifice, of that man hanging on that cross. One little word shall fell man's great foe and great enemy, the devil. And there's victory. There's victory in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Call upon Him. And you're a Christian today? Stand in your standing in Jesus Christ having overcome all just stand hallelujah and watch God chase the devil away from you as you resist him God is great today our time is gone would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus Jesus